Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. We're discussing meaningful business and life topics to add motivation to your life and value to your efforts. Our show is hosted by certified professional CSG coaches who are often hired for private coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, enjoy the show. This is Solutions from the Huddle, and I am your host, Titus Bartolotta. Man, we are having a great, great day in the Queen City, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. We are excited to bring another awesome, wonderful podcast to you. If you're a regular fan of the show and you tune in all the time, you already know we have another success expert, like another really smart, brilliant person, another person that knows a whole lot more than me. So we're going to make sure that it's all about what's in between the ears and mind of our guest today. Before we introduce our guest, we always start the show the same way, um, and, and that's in prayer, so we'll do it this, this time as well. Lord, we ask that you would bless the show, our guest, our sponsors, just everything involved. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Friends, I am nervous about this one. I say this a lot of times um, really just out of being lighthearted and funny. I normally can pronounce words like John and Scott and Sarah, but I'm going to probably mess this one up. I'm super nervous. But today we have a confidence expert. She already kind of gave me some confidence tips in before we hit record to help me get through this. But she is absolutely brilliant. She's got some really amazing proven systems that are going to help you get transformational results a part of that is, is, is found in her uh, multiple best-selling books. She's a number one best-selling author of 15 books on success. Today, we have my new friend, Natalie Pomondon Thomas on the program, and I can't wait to learn more about her and her journey. Natalie, thank you so much for being here. I am so thankful for you to inviting me uh, on your show. I'm very excited, and it's, it's going to be fun. I can already feel it. <laughs> yes, it's going to be great. Listen, Natalie... Uh, for the folks that don't have the pleasure of already having read your amazing multiple pages worth of accomplishments, uh, let me start this way. Tell us a little bit about you, uh, kind of what brought you to study the things that you have studied. Uh, you know neuroscience, you know confidence, you know mindset, and those things are so critical in, in, in the world. And maybe today, more than ever in human history, these things are important. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about you, though, and, and how you got to the level that you're at today. Awesome. So um, talking about confidence, uh, I'm really talking about the inner voice that we have in our head, right? Like um, we we don't talk to people like that. Like you don't go around and, and say, oh, you look fat in these jeans. Oh, <laughs> you're starting your own business. It's never going to work. You're not good enough. Like we don't, yeah. we don't say that to other people, but we talk right. to ourselves like that, right? All the time mm. we trash talk ourselves yeah. all the time. So let me take you back about 12 years ago. I was just starting my speaking business and I needed a video done. So I hired a cameraman. We had three cameras, one for the wide angle, one for the close up and one from the back to see the large audience. But the problem was there was only 20 people in the room. <laughs> so we kept asking them to move from one section to another so that when we would put all the segments together, it would look like there was a large audience. <laughs> you know? Wow, so yeah. I remember that video got me into my first paid speaking engagement. So I got a call from an organization who wanted me to train their sales force. They asked for my rate. I didn't have a corporate rate. So I go, um, 
250, you know, I didn't know what to say. So then they say, okay, so for four hours, there would be a thousand. And I go, um, oh, yes, that's correct. A thousand dollars, I almost choked, right? And then I hung up the phone and I got the contract. And I'm like, oh, I got the contract. The honest truth is I remember sitting in my office that day feeling like a fraud. See, that video I had made to make the audience look bigger than it really, really was and my made-up corporate way. None of it was real. I was just trying to look more than I really was because I knew that just me was not enough. And that's the day that I realized I need to shut down this negative self-talk in my head that's telling me that I'm not good enough because that's not helping. How do I do that? How do I shut down this negative? And and that voice was telling me, you're not a real professional speaker. You don't deserve a thousand dollar paycheck for an afternoon. You're not good enough. What you want to be a speaker like in English, you don't even speak English. And it's true. My English was super bad. I was teaching yoga back then. And I remember at the end during the uh, relaxation, you know, at the end you do that yoga meditation. And then I was telling everybody to relax their body, relax their face, relax their jaw. And I wanted them to put their tongue on the roof of their mouth. And I said, put your song behind your tits. And then everybody started to laugh. I didn't know why. <laughs> I had no idea what I had said wrong. So my English was really bad. So that voice in my, my head was kind of right saying, what, you want to write books in English? Your English is so bad. There's no way you can do that. But at the end of the day, I decided that I would figure out a way to shut down this negative self-talk. And that's when I started to study neuroscience. I created a system to reprogram the negative self-talk in our head. And that's the system I shared in my international number one best-selling books. That's the system that's at the base of all my 20 plus online courses. And that's what I use with my one-on-one clients as well. So that's how uh, it all started. I love it. I love it. We're learning more about Natalie, founder and CEO of the Think Yourself Academy. How cool is that? I mean, we live in a world where I think it's fair to say we are a bit more self, um, I don't know if absorbed, that that feels so negative, but we are about us and a little bit more than maybe we've ever been in human history. And if it's true that, uh, you know, I've read some some studies that say over 70,000% Um, or over 70% of the thoughts we have are just these thousands and thousands of negative thoughts. And if we're more self-absorbed and more about my brand and more about me, me today than we've ever been ever in history, uh, but that percentage doesn't get better, then, I mean, the quantity of, of just negativity must be skyrocketing. And this is so important. And that's why we need people like you. Yeah. Absolutely. We have uh, between 50 and 80,000 thoughts per day. Mm. And 70% of that, if you've done the math, is 31 negative thoughts per minute. It is crazy insane the way we trash talk ourselves. Um, like, like, who would want to be our friend if we talk to yeah. them the same way we talk mm. to ourselves, right? <laughs> Come on. Insane. Come on. It's insane. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Natalie, I ask people all the time, you know, um, I, I get to be on stages and, and do some of these similar talks. And one of the things that I try to say to connect with people whenever I talk about mindset is I'll say, um, what if someone talked to your significant other or your children the way that you talk about yourself? Like, like imagine if those horrible, because it's hard for us to care. Like, we're like, oh, I'm beating myself up, but I, I can handle it. But like, that's not true. Right. I mean, and imagine if anyone said some, if they said half the things I say about myself to my loved ones, those would be fighting words. Right. Yes. 
Absolutely. And I love the way you put it. It's brilliant. Yeah. What if somebody that you care about was mm. being told these nasty stuff that you're telling yourself? That's a very different game. I love that. Yeah. How you're putting it. Do you think that maybe we need to like ramp up the, how much we care about ourselves. So maybe we might be a little more mindful about what we're saying. Is that what you're telling folks and teaching us? I guess what's happening is people don't really understand their brain. Uh, people don't understand how the brain works. Um, let me just go into a quick brain 101. Yeah, um, please. So, so that we might understand why people are doing the reverse of what they know they should be doing. Like we, we know what to do, right? It's not yeah. that we don't know, but sometimes we just don't do it. Um, and we know we shouldn't be saying this. We know we shouldn't be um, eating fast food all the time. And we know we shouldn't be, you know, wasting time when we have an important task to do. And we're, we procrastinate, we, we, we overthink and we know mm. we shouldn't and we just get caught. So Brain 101. I love many different parts of the brain. I guess the prefrontal cortex is probably my favorite part. Uh, but today I'll talk about the logical mind and the unconscious mind or the subconscious. Subconscious. Okay. So the, the logical mind can handle five to nine pieces of information at once. So that's pretty cool. You can multitask, right? So that's why um, that's why you can grocery shop now at the same time that you're on a meeting with your earphone connected to your to your phone right and at the same time you have your kid in the buggy you have to keep them from falling off and yes. you can still notice the dude at the back winking at the girl in blue in the seafood department but you can do all <laughs> this at the same time sure. right? so this is cool but have you ever noticed that when you're let's say you're driving to a new address it's a beautiful day light uh, the windows are down music is on and you're getting closer to that new address has that ever happened to you that you had to lower the volume on the radio, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird that yeah. lowering the volume of the radio is going to help you see wow. the numbers better? <laughs> How weird yeah. is that? It's because five to nine pieces of information is not that great after all. It gets overwhelmed very quickly because you have the foot on the brake, the foot on the accelerator, the red light ahead, the kid that's about to cross the street, the lady that might cut you off, and then there's a dude in the car next to you, oh, winking at you, gross. So when you add, looking at the numbers on the houses, the music becomes the one too many because five wow. to nine is not that great. And the, the other thing that we know about the logical mind now, and you mentioned that 70% of our thoughts are negative. So at the end of the day, the logical mind is not where we should spend our time. Living at a logical level is like this. You're always trying to catch up. You're always behind. You get up early. And now you're, let's say you're building your business and then you're, you're accepting clients from 5 a.m. till 10 p.m. And then you work really hard and, oh, you have to start your own podcast. And you need, now you need an account on Clubhouse and you need to have a newsletter and you need an online course. And then, and then you are exhausted. You have zero life balance. You never spend time with the kids and you live paycheck to paycheck and you feel like you're getting further and further away from your dream life. It is like you are trying to fly to New York City, but you are in an aircraft that's flying to Los Angeles. Mm. You can work as hard as you possibly can, but you're never going to get there if you stay in that aircraft that's flying in the opposite direction. So a lot of people come to me and they say, how do I get off that aircraft? And I say, no, stay on the aircraft. Talk to the pilot and say, hey, what? dude, do you mind turning around? Because that's where I'm going. 
Don't get we, out the aircraft. Talk to the how, pilot. But how, okay, that makes so much sense. But how do we talk to the pilot, right? Like we're in row 26, Natalie. Okay, there's a door. There's people in our way. The, the path is really skinny, right? Like, like yeah. how do we get past the beverage cart and get to the door? Like, <laughs> how do we talk to the pilot? Exactly. So you hire James Bond and he's going to jump over the cart. <laughs> no, what you do is you learn how your brain works. And I'm going to talk about that other part of the brain that people don't know about and they don't use because they live at a logical level. So mm. if you live at an unconscious level, the unconscious mind is that pilot. I call it your personal assistant. So you all have this personal assistant in your head. That's your pilot. And your unconscious mind can handle 2.3 million pieces of information every second. Five to nine to the logical mind. 2.3 million pieces of information every second for the unconscious mind. That's where the power is. And that's what we want to use. And that personal assistant is standing there with a notepad waiting for your orders at all times. It listens to everything you say or think. But the problem is people wake up in the morning, they look at themselves in the mirror and they go, I'm so tired. I'm so stressed out. Oh, I think I'm getting weight. So then their personal assistant writes it down. Tired, stressed out, getting weight. Got this, tired. What can I do? Oh, I know I'm going to keep her awake all night. She's going to be really tired in the morning. Check. Stressed out. Oh, I know I'm going to make her delete a very important appointment in her calendar. That's going to be stressful. Check. Gaining weight. Oh, easy one. I can certainly find something deep fried or something, a chocolate bar, something for her to to eat today. That's perfect. Check. So your personal assistant is listening to everything that you say or think, and it makes it happen. So we have to tell our personal assistant what we want, not what we don't want. So Mm. my clients do this all the time. They come to me and say, Natalie, I don't want to be stressed anymore. I don't want to rush everywhere. I don't want to be impatient with my kids, and I don't want to be broke. Personal assistant writes it down. Stress, rush, impatient, broke. Got this. It's like asking your contractor to paint your kitchen not blue. Your contractor is going to be like, ah, what? Not blue? Okay, well, what color do you want? So tell your personal assistant what you want, not what you don't want. Let's do a test. Um, Except if you're driving, because I know a lot of listeners listen to podcasts as they're driving. So if you're driving, keep your eyes open. Everybody else, close your eyes for a second. Close your eyes and now do not visualize Mickey Mouse wearing a yellow tuxedo standing on top of a pink Mercedes Benz. Do not visualize Mickey Mouse wearing a yellow tuxedo standing on top of a pink Mercedes Benz. And now you can reopen your eyes. Did you see it? Right. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that's the thing. The, The brain has to process the whole information before it can negate it. And by this time, it's already on the clipboard and the personal assistant is working on it. So we really have to be careful. Even if you say, do not, I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to be bad with technology. I don't want to be broke. I don't want it. It doesn't work because later on your contractor, when it's actually time to paint the kitchen, they're going to say, oh yeah, what color did she want again? Uh, Oh yeah. She said something about blue. I'll paint it blue. Right. So, so we have to say what we want. It's very, very important. It sounds like, um, you know, it sounds like we would have to really be proactive and really, 
you know, I'm a person of faith. And so some, some scripture that comes to mind is, you know, the Bible talks about capturing our thoughts. Right. And, and then I think about the business side of me where I think about the, the, ta- the, the tail shouldn't be wagging the dog. It should be the other way around. And so yeah. are, are we taking capture of our thoughts or are they taking capture of our future? And it sounds like you, what you're telling us is we're in control, but and uh-huh. we're giving the direction. We're uh-huh. just giving bad direction. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, so it's, it sounds like the importance level is extremely high. Like, what, what would you say the importance of mindset is in order for us to succeed, right? Because what you're telling me sounds like it's a big part of the equation. A hundred percent. And and understanding that your mindset is in control and that you can do this. You know, a lot of people are saying, uh, you introduce yourself and you say, hey, my name is Natalie. And they go, first thing they say, what do they say? I'm very bad with names right? Everybody, right? Oh, very yeah, bad yeah. with names. So then they just told their person, I said, please forget this. Please forget wow. this name. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> like, yes. I'm very bad with names. Like we, we think we're, we don't have a choice. We think that we're not inside our brain calling the shots. We call yeah. the shots. Like I, I remember last year I was teaching Think Yourself Wealthy at the Shangri-La. One of the girl comes to me after and she said, oh my gosh, oh, the revelation, oh, that personal assistant, I'm going to fire my personal assistant. I need a new one. And then I said, how come? She said, well, you know, like I'm a shopaholic. I always live paycheck to paycheck. And when I make more money, I spend more. So it's not helping. So I said, okay, you just told your personal assistant you wanted to be a shopaholic. You wanted to be broke. You wanted to uh, live paycheck to paycheck. And you're telling me that your personal assistant is not good. I think mm. your personal assistant is delivering very well exactly what yeah. you just said. And she said, yeah. oh, it's me. I don't give the right <laughs> orders to my personal assistant. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you can't change your personal assistant. Your personal assistant is actually really good, but yeah. you need to know how to talk to your personal assistant. And I will give you Come later a, a two-step technique in, in how to actually specifically talk to that personal assistant. Yeah, so it might be bad leadership, right? That 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 assistant's getting the employee of the year award over here, yes. crushing it, crushing. Uh, yeah, and we're not we're not doing a great <laughs> job giving direction. It sounds like. So I, I, I again, your accomplishments. It looks like you've been able to help um, small business, medium size, large corporations, men, women. Um, it, it doesn't seem that your content, your system works in just one way or for just one audience. It seems to be very universal. How does your system work when when clients and companies and organizations or even just individuals are bringing you in to be a part of the equation of their life and business? How does that system work? Okay. So um, I'll give you the analogy of a kitchen renovation while we're at it. So let's say you want a new kitchen. The first step, you're going to make a folder with samples. You'll put the sample of these cupboards, this countertop, this this backsplash, this hardwood floor. You, you put paint chips of the colors of the walls that you will want. So you'll put all that in your folder and you'll make a plan. And, and we all know that. Everybody's been teaching that. Every self-help book tells you to do that. You have to make the list of what you want. Smart goals, right? We do that in all organizations. Um, vision boards. Vision boards, super popular. Um, everybody does that. And it's the first step. It is the first step of my system, the DNA system. So D for desire, you need to know what it is that you want. Okay. So that's the first step. 
The problem is very often uh, it stops there. <laughs> you have your list. But if vision boards worked by themselves, miraculously, we would all be living on deserted islands, sipping martinis, driving Mercedes Benz, you know, like Come on. It's, it's not the end of it. So a lot of um, a lot of mindset gurus or, or, or uh, performance expert or strategist or whatever, they're really good at teaching people how to implement these goals in their life how to create new habits, how to uh, get these new skills in order to be able to uh, execute that beautiful plan or, or get that vision board. But the problem is this is the third step of my system, the A, the letter A for actualize. You need to actualize the list that you've made. You need to, to uh, install the new kitchen, right? But that is the third step. Most people skip step number two. You must gut out the old kitchen before you can install the new one. Step number two, you can't take the cupboards and install them over top of the existing cupboards or take the island and install it over top of the existing island in the kitchen. It's not going to work. You need to remove the negative self-talk, the limiting belief, anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt, trauma, past experiences that are tinting the way that you're seeing things right now. And there's a lot of stuff that people are carrying. And the higher and I work specifically one-on-one -on -one with CEOs, with directors, with managers, because they have their baggage. And the reason why they are at that stage in their life, at these high positions, is because they have a lot of experience. You don't gain experience without going through stuff. So the more, yeah. the highest you are, the more you have lived. And if I can give the analogy of a dentist, the more food you eat, the more stuff gets stuck and mm. you have more chances to have cavities. People who don't eat anything have less chances of having cavities than people that eat a lot of sticky stuff, right? So I'm like a brain dentist and I have the special tools to do those fillings, right? While a lot of, um, of, uh, of people focus on teaching you how to brush your teeth really, really well, floss, mouthwash, and all the, 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 the things to avoid getting cavities, um, in the future, but all the past stuff that, that we ate, sometimes we're still carrying that with us. Mm. And we can keep just the learnings and we don't have to keep the whole bad stuff that came with it. And that's the problem. That's what I do. That second step and for new you, it's to really do a good cleanup and make room make room so that you get rid of that negative self-talk, my specialty, and get rid of those limiting beliefs, transform them into a serving force that will actually propel you to reach what you want. And then you can go to actualize and you can go to install this new kitchen in that space that you will have cleaned up. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I think the folks at home are probably taking some good notes. I hope you are. Um, but uh, one of the things that, that I'd love to ask is, what did you, 
help our audience know, because again, they don't see the bio and, and, and the accomplishments. Help everyone understand before you started this organization where you're providing direct private coaching and speaking and workshop opportunities for professionals and individuals. Tell us a little bit about your background in, in, the, in the corporate world or in the working for someone else before you started your own endeavor. What were some of the day-to-day operational things that you were doing that helped along with your certifications, along with your education? What's some of the real-world experience that helped kind of propel you to start this organization? Okay. Um, So mainly the awareness of our own thought is the very first step. Um, It's very important that whichever, um, whatever we, we, we do for an organization what in in whichever role we're placed in we're always in a role where there will be something new to learn that there will be a change or there will be somebody that we won't really connect with so there's different things that i would do for for an organization um the first step is working i usually start off with a keynote for the whole organization. So it's just like a one conference so that people become aware of their own negative self-talk. And I, I give them a specific tool that they can use right away to start changing the dialogue in their own head. And then there's the the performance and then the um, getting along and the teamwork and the engagement portion of, of what I do with Think Yourself a Relationship Pro, Think Yourself a Sales Pro, understanding the different type of personalities of people that you work with. Because most people don't quit their job. They quit the coworker they can't stand or the boss that they don't respect, right? Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, you need to speak the language of the person that you're talking to and you need to understand and be able to recognize them, recognize how they want to be talked to and linguistically how to be able to communicate with them so that they will understand you, like speak their language. Um, So this is more the work that I do, but ultimately where I'm the most useful, usually for organization, it's not even in these giving skills. It's with the one-on-one that I do with, with, with people. So usually we would just get a, a contract with uh, the main managers, the CEO, the directors, and some, some organization that uh, had were maybe a bit smaller um, were able to give sessions to one-on-one with all their uh, staff. Because if your, uh, your manager has a substance abuse problem at home, they don't check that at, and, and leave it in the parking lot when they when they come to work. Or if they have a problem uh, with their teenage daughter, uh, if they like whatever stuff that they're carrying with them, it affects your bottom line. You know, sure, so sure. you need somebody to, to 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 help your clients with your your staff with that. So the the way that I I have got the most impact is by doing that one on one work because I'm not a I'm not an accountability coach. I don't do I see somebody for 12 months every week, blah, blah, blah. I do three, four sessions. It's transformational work that I do. I fill the cavities and we're done. And the person goes on and, and, and we get rid of, of that stuff because I use uh, neuroscience processes, different protocols. I work with people with PTSD, uh, army vets, uh, people that had huge trauma in their life or just just fear of flying. How many of your staff back in the days when we used to travel are, are have problems getting to meetings because they're afraid of flying or they have claustrophobia or aerobic. Um, yeah. like th- there's lots of, there's lots the of fears, problems. Yeah. 
that that is affecting. So that's when I have the the biggest impact. Let's say. So why don't I give you that two step technique um, yeah, that that people can that people can use um, right away, um, like reprogramming a lifetime of trash talk and working at an unconscious level to do that is quite uh, an undertaking to try to do that on your own. But this is a technique that you can use right away yourself. You don't need me for that. And that will start the process of kind of taking a crowbar, lifting the countertop so that you can start gutting your own kitchen. Right. So you've heard of affirmations. I, I don't know if. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, oh, but our, audi- our audience may not know what it is. So, you know. OK, so affirmations are uh, something that you would mention um, that is a very positive thing that you want. And and. <laughs> I'm sorry to say this, but affirmations don't work if you don't believe them. And a lot of people are doing affirmations and and this is the way that we kind of need to do them. So here's that technique. Because if I, let's say I work with the Think Yourself Thin program with clients that are highly overweight, I can't just say, okay, look at yourself in the mirror and repeat, I am thin. Or if I work with the Think Yourself Wealthy program, clients are in deep financial struggle. And I say, okay, put your hands on your hips and say, I am rich. Your personal assistant is like, uh, no, we're not. Oh gosh, she's not talking to me. We must be watching a vampire movie again. There's no vampire. This doesn't exist. She's not talking to me. I'm just going to ignore this. So you need your personal assistant to listen to you and pay attention to what it is that you want to say. So first step is to catch your negative self-talk that you just said and repeat it in the past. Okay, so let's say you hear yourself say, oh gosh, I'm so stressed out. Then you say, oh, what did I just say? My personal assistant is going to write that down on that clipboard and going to write stressed out. And I don't want that. What should I do? You're not going to say, I am calm. Because your personal assistant is like, so off. I'm not listening to this. So you repeat the thought you just heard in the past. I used to be stressed out. So your personal assistant looks at this clipboard and sees Oh, yeah, stressed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this on my clipboard right here. Now, why are you talking about this in the past? Like, are we done with this? Like, what's the deal here? So then, immediately, you follow with step two, a progressive statement. A progressive statement starts with, I am willing to learn or I'm in the process of, okay? So you would say, oh, gosh, I'm so stressed out. (gasps) Wait, I used to be stressed out. Now, I'm in the process of creating some balanced lifestyle choices for myself. I'm willing to learn how it feels to be calm. So now your personal assistant is like, oh yeah, I'm listening to you. I got this on my list. Are we done with this? Ah, we're willing to learn how it feels to be calm. Let me look for something. Let me keep my eyes open for this. I'm going to look for stuff in order for you to be calm. I'm going to, you're willing to learn how it feels to be calm. Perfect. Or you you are in the process of cre- creating a balanced lifestyle for yourself. Okay, great. Or what is that one thing that everybody said last year? I'm so bad with technology, right? Yeah. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, now the whole world is going online. And everybody said, I'm so bad with technology. Then you say, wait, I used to think I was bad with technology. Now I'm willing to learn where it is that I have to click so that I can do my podcast on Zoom. You know, like, or, or so that I can continue to, to, to do what it is that I'm doing. So repeat it in the past. Step number two, progressive statement, uh, repeat it in the past. Step number one, progressive statement, step number two. Does that make sense? 
It makes all the sense in the world to me. We're talking with Natalie uh, Plum on Don Thomas right here on Solutions from the Huddle. And real quick, we always just want to take just two seconds to say thank you to all of our show sponsors, all the partners that help us bring great, uh, awesome, wonderful people like Natalie uh, to an audience that maybe didn't know her. So if you go to team-csg.com, that's team csg csg.com. You can take a look at our solutions from the huddle tab and you can see all the wonderful organizations that partner with us, that stand with us, and that believe in the idea of the world getting to hear from really cool experts like Natalie. So go take a, take a look at team-csg.com. Natalie, as we wrap up our interview today, I think it's awesome because on your website, um, there's all these different really cool ways that folks can get some of these tips that you just shared with our audience. There's there's a lot of different opportunities for them to uh, to maybe put their their pinky toe into the water, so to speak. Um, how uh, here's my my really my last two questions for you. How do we get folks that I'm sure there are people listening right now that say this feels like pie in the sky. I've heard this. It's not important. I know, I know, I know, but, but how, that's not really bottom line PNLs, ones and zeros. How do we get our friends, our coworkers, maybe even our employees or, or what could be scary? How do we get our, our boss, right? Or how do we lead up in some cases, but how do we get folks to overcome that stigma, that dogma that they may have about, the importance of mindset and, and positivity and, and repositioning our attention mentally. How do we get folks to give it another shot and not stereotype it? And then I'll tell you Thanks. the second follow-up question, but that one's okay. super important. Okay. So how do we get people to change their mind about, oh, the secret, I've seen that, blah, 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 another mumbo jumbo thing, the voodoo stuff or whatever, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that, I just want to make sure I understand the question. Spot on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I, I am very thankful to 2020 uh, somehow because I'm trying to figure out what could be the silver lining. I think people understood the value of mindset and how it can really affect uh, our performance and affect our sleep, affect the way we think and the way we perform. Um, it's it's um, it's kind of a a a blessing in disguise that we went through something uh, and we're still going through, and people understood. So I. I feel like I have less and less um, marketing to do about the importance of mindset. Uh, I'm becoming very popular without having to market myself because people need confidence and they understand what it is to not have it. I like to say that you said, how do I bring other people? We don't bring other people. We don't, we don't, um, live anybody else's journey ever. They live their own and it's okay if they're at one level and we are at the next one. And it's mm. it's everybody in their own time. What we can do is empower them and inspire them. Even with, uh, with, with our kids here, or uh, these are my three favorite sentences. It's when somebody is very negative around you or you're even sometimes your best friend or a family member. And we all have people that are kind of draining us or there's somebody at work that just, 
you know, the whole staff room becomes all darker when they show up and everybody feels drained, you know? And then at the end of having a coffee with that person, you're like, Oh my gosh. And so we don't know how to help them. How, so how your question is, how do I bring somebody to embrace this? So we don't bring other people to live their life. We we just don't. We um, we can listen to them. And one question that I liked, and I didn't tell you my three uh, sentences yet. I will remember to tell you that. the The first thing that I ask is, what would you like instead? What would you like instead? So all of a sudden, they're kind of reversing and chunking up, as opposed to say, really, that happened to you? Oh, that sucks. Tell me more. Because that's usually what we do with these people because they everything is a drama and everything is negative and everything is bad and and oh my gosh and now they're they're always complaining about something. And if you say what would you like instead, all of a sudden they switched. They they kind of you cannot not answer a question. So even if they won't say it out loud in their brain, there's a movie mm. that's starting to create into what it is that they want. So it kind of give, give a glimpse to their personal assistant of what they want. Now, here's the three sentences that I use usually with them. I say, what would you like instead? Okay, start with that. And then they say, well, I really would like for people to help me here and a supporter to feel that the organization has our back or or that they give us a technology system that works better than that, or they stop making changes, like whatever it is that they say. And then you say the three sentences. You are very resourceful. I trust you. You will figure this out. You are very resourceful. I trust you. You will figure this out. Because people don't want to be told what to do. People do not want to be told what to do. They don't want to, they don't want us to say, well, maybe if you email your boss and ask him this, blah, 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 blah. Because three months later, that friend is going to come to you and say, hey, I think I'm going to email my boss. And all of a sudden, they have a brilliant idea. And you're like, dude, I've been telling you this for three months. But no, they have to have the idea themselves. So if you say, what would you like instead? They go in solution mode. What I would like this. I would like that. I would like that. Well, you know what? I know you will figure this out because you're very resourceful and I trust you. You will. I'm sure you can figure this out because it's happening to them. It's their opportunity to grow. Something's happening to them because they are supposed to get to the next level, right? Of their own life. It's not for you to get to the next level of your own life by helping them. It's not your job. You have your own stuff that happens to you. And it's your opportunity to grow and to figure out what you've learned from this. So one thing that another question that's more of a follow-up question, if you want to keep going with this, is when we talk about this in three months or next year, what will you tell me that you've learned from this? What will you have learned from this situation? Or will it still be the same thing? What will you have done to change this? What to get to what you want? So what will you have learned from this? What's the positive learning? Because every single time somebody is upset and hears me talking about my favorite part, and I I did promise that I would only talk about the logical mind and the unconscious mind, but the prefrontal cortex is an amazing part of the brain. That's where we create emotions. And I all call them powerful emotion, not 
negative or positive emotion. They're all emotions. They're all created equal in the prefrontal cortex. And when somebody is upset, when somebody is negative, when somebody is, it's because they are usually in prefrontal cortex overload. And then they feel anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt. And, and these powerful emotions are like a truck in your delivery, a delivery truck in your driveway. So there's a truck that's bringing you a package, a positive learning. But people don't open the, the door. The, the truck stays in the driveway because they don't have time because now they're at work and then they're smiling and they pretend that everything is fine. And then you go home and then your daughter is like, are you okay, mommy? Oh yeah, mommy's fine. Everything's good. Oh yeah, everything's fine. Oh, absolutely. And the truck stays in the driveway. All you have to do for this powerful emotion to leave that prefrontal cortex and go somewhere else is you need to open the door, receive the package. What are you learning? What is your positive learning? What will you become good at once this is over? So figure out what is your learning. And as soon as you receive your learning, the truck leaves. But the problem is people don't open the door because they ignore it. They pretend that it's not happening. So then there's another truck that comes in the driveway the next day and then another truck and then another truck. And all of a sudden you're stuck. You can't go anywhere because you can't even go around those these trucks anymore. They stay there in the idle. So... Mm. So we need to understand how to get out of a prefrontal cortex overload. And it's exactly like that too. What would you like instead? Chunk it up. I'm, I'm very resourceful. I got this. Think of stuff that you've done before that you were not good at. Think about your first Zoom meeting a year ago and think about how you go to Zoom now with your eyes closed and like, as you're driving your car, you can get on a Zoom meeting on your phone. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're not supposed to do that. <laughs> but yeah. people have so have grown so much into so many tasks. We are, we got this. We are so awesome. And now we've learned today that we have an unconscious mind that handles 2.3 million pieces of information every second. We got this. We're fine. We're totally fine. Do you guys feel better? I mean, listen, hit rewind and then hit play and just keep listening to Natalie. If you don't feel good, just keep doing that until you feel good. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. Hey, uh, here's my last question for you, Natalie, before I let you go. Um, I, I, I tell clients this and I just want to get your opinion because I think you, you know, I love to share time and, and space with people that are further along or, or more accomplished in, in, in any given uh, subject matter. And, um, and one of the things that I have said to folks, and I want to know what you think, um, is when it comes to affirmations, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, we can't lie to ourselves. I, I've never explained it the, the way you've explained it, but I could not agree with you more. And, and anyone who's a fan of the show has probably heard us say something similar where they, that inner voice, they just tunes you out when you're full of crap, when you're full of BS, it just goes, I'm not even going to listen the same way at two o'clock in the morning when you're watching, um, an infomercial that you think is, crap that they're trying to sell you, you just go, I'm not buying that. I know it's junk. Well, it's not going to buy what you're selling when you're full of crap and you're lying. So I'm so with you, but here's the advice that I've given. And I just want to know your thought on it before we go. I will tell folks to remind themselves of what they have actually done. And so I noticed you mentioned, like, remind yourself of where you've come from. Like, I, I used to not be good at this and I am better at it today. Yeah. But some of the advice I give, and I just want to know if this is good or not, or if Natalie says stop doing it, I'll stop giving this advice. But I'll tell folks, like, even if it feels small, to remind yourself 
instead of saying I can dunk a basketball, which by the way, I'm five, nine, I cannot dunk a basketball on a 10 foot goal in a professional basketball game. But <laughs> instead of telling myself I can dunk a basketball, I might remind myself like, I made a commitment to take the trash out yesterday and without being reminded or told, I took the trash out yesterday. Like it might be small, yes. but like I reminding yes. myself of like legitimate real stuff that I've done well seems to yeah. plant seeds um, that are, that, that give birth to a garden that, that I want to eat from. Is that good advice? Is that crazy absolutely. advice? What do you think? A hundred percent. Absolutely. And um that's exactly what I explain and think yourself grateful. So think yourself mm. grateful. And I know that when you have 16 books, you're not really allowed to have <laughs> a favorite one because then they're jealous and then they're, you know, they're talking and they're all like, Oh, mommy likes you more than me, blah, blah. But like just between you and I, you and I, Titus, I love think yourself grateful the best. It's a, there's about 40 pages at the beginning that explains to you how to fill out the journal. But the journal is this. What is my have, have done list for today? Instead of a to-do list, you do a have done list, what you've done. And then I took, I accomplished this is I took out the trash yesterday. <laughs> but then there's, I took this step towards my goal. So all of a sudden there's like, ah, it's asking you to write down what you did towards your goal. Here's a positive emotion, emotion I chose to feel today. Here's a positive belief I chose to create today. And today I'm grateful for, and tomorrow I will end the day having done this important thing. So these are the questions that you have to mm. write down in your journal. You have it. like for three months worth in it every day. So the problem is the first day you won't know what to write. And you'll be like, uh, well, I took out the trash. Uh, I don't know. Right? Like, here's what I did towards my goal. I didn't do anything towards my goal today. Oh, right. I'm just going to make up something and pretend that I've done this. A positive emotion that I chose to feel, oh, right, that's right. When this guy cut me off on the highway, instead of cursing, I should have just pretended that his wife was pregnant and he, he was taking her to the delivery room. That's why he cut me off, you know, like here's a positive emotion. I so then the next day, you're going to start filling out your list and it's going to say, I took this step towards my goal. Oh, gosh. Again, I'm being asked this question. So now your personal assistant is going to start to get in and say, oh my gosh, am I going to be asked this every single night? Well, tomorrow I'm going to prepare ahead and I'm going to make sure that I do something towards that goal. Because if she's going to ask me every night, I better be prepared. So by reminding yourself of your have done list of what you've done, you are planning and planting a seed for your personal assistant to look for other stuff to add to the next the list the next day. So definitely it's a it, it, it's the number one thing to do is to remind yourself of all the stuff mm. that you've done. A hundred percent. Yeah. Brilliant. Natalie, um, her website is thinkyourself.com. Uh, when you go there, you'll find things like think yourself thin, think yourself healthy, think yourself successful. Uh, there's just a plethora of modules and ways that you can have confidence, be more a part of your world equation tomorrow than maybe it was yesterday. Natalie, thank you so much for being on the show. I am so grateful. You have been such an excellent guest. I'm super, super grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you can download that confidence guide also, thinkyourself.com slash confidence guide if you like mm. the two-step technique. So the confidence guide that has lots of questions uh, that, that will help the, uh, the audience members to, uh, to look. So thinkyourself.com slash confidence guide.
Okay. Figyourself.com slash confidence guide. Make sure you do it guys. It's a free tool. It's a free gift to add value to your life. Natalie, thank you. We hope you'll come back and check out the show in the future. Thank you. Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here with Collaborative Solutions Group. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode of Solutions from the Huddle. If you want to hear more episodes and continue supporting our show, simply search for and subscribe to Solutions from the Huddle on any major podcast platform. Thank you again, and we hope you'll join us soon.